Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 Final Hour here on a Wednesday. So let's make it a great hour. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos. Real lot of good discussion today on Lot J, the failed vote. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Get back into it, just in case you're jumping in the car uh, or uh, on your way home or just tuning in. I mean, you should be listening from three to six, but we understand sometimes not everybody can make it. Well, that and you can always go back and listen to us as well. You can. The Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 podcast. That's a setup. Who's you say the podcast is doing pretty well, right? Yeah, podcast is doing really well. There um, we go. Yeah. We're excited about that. Like we that was like we didn't really know that until recently. Mm-hmm. But podcast is performing, Austin. Well, to me, it's not performing until I can start selling some Omaha steaks. That's when you know you made it in the podcast game. <laughs> and what's the way for Omaha steaks? Use code word A train get twenty percent <laughs> off those steaks. <laughs> Yeah. Is, that, is that like a big podcast sponsor? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Because there are sure. some like that just do podcasts, right? Yeah. I mean, Brent, I'm I'm to the point where if I got to start, you know, slinging male male pat, pat, uh, pattern baldness cream, I'll do that myself. <laughs> I don't care. Like I, I have no shame anymore. I'm that desperate. So sales, sales. Hopefully you're listening, and you take that advice. I'll sell anything. I don't care. Even if it makes me look bad, and people start to remember, like, oh, you see, Austin Lane's got some problems in the in the, in the bedroom. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> Write the checks. I love your ability to sell out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that. Now, you really made it when you get that far, man. Uh, That's like, how you it, know it, you're it, in the industry. You just have no shame anymore. <laughs> Whatever. I'm slinging it. Yeah, for sure. Hey, by the way, do you know Do you know tomorrow? I just thought of this. I, I forgot about it. Tomorrow will be our two-year anniversary. No way. Yeah. Are we doing something? I mean, are you going to be at home? What's up? You know, do you have any plans? I have, listen, I've had, I've had like a, some sinus allergy stuff the last few days. That's sure. why I stay home. And I might be stretching it a little bit today. All right. Well, because, But I kind of like being home. Like, I, I yeah. like, I, I know my family hates it. But, <laughs> like, if it's really, it's, in one way, it's a lot of. First of all, I do still have some, so I don't want to be sneezing and all that. That's really my main concern mm. um, around not only the radio studio um, but yeah. the TV studio Us, for sure. And so I'd rather just let it let it go and, and clear it up. But at the same time, like if news breaks, it's so much easier going on TV from radio right here instead of from the actual radio studio where I got to go downstairs. Yeah. Mm. So it's just like, I just take the headphones on, I put the mic on, and boom. Like, it's the same camera, same everything. So are we not going to ever see you again, or what's, what's the plan here, Brent? <laughs> like, it might. Uh, isn't that better? Oh, man, I don't know. I enjoy your company, despite what you may think. But that's fine, Kuz. I'm going to bring some bottle rockets and Roman candles tomorrow. We'll find them off in the parking lot for our two-year anniversary before the show. You know, by the way, I didn't, there's a crow that sits out there. Oh, I, take it down, I mean, oh my I'm God! It that is that, that could be like annoying. some kind of that could be some kind yeah, of has yeah pita. Yeah, but so. it is it is annoying. Like from but from ten thirty to about noon, <laughs> yeah. it just is making noise. All right, well then I'll bring some fireworks tomorrow. Well, and I should announce <laughs> that because I'm not sure if that's legal right now. But we'll do it before the show. No. Yeah. Well, we're we're planning on maybe having a party later this month. I have no idea where that's at because you know why? It's gonna be you on talk, Zoom or what? What are we talking well, about? Here's what here's what happens, right? All right. You you talk about the we had, that was fun last year. We had the one year anniversary. 
And obviously things are a little bit different this year, so we don't know what we're doing. But we had a meeting back in, I hope nobody that like was in the meeting is listening right now, but we had a meeting back, I want to say like around December 10th or 12th. Mm-hmm. But I tell you this because I know this is the way it works. Nothing gets done between December 15th and like now. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. nobody does anything. Like they can claim they do everything and want to do they either they have they don't do anything for two weeks like the the business world right yeah, okay because I, I, I you're shuts, talking about our bosses but okay go on no 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 okay. like the, the business world shuts down okay. for two weeks well one of our bosses on paternity leave by the way he's probably listening congratulations on the news yeah it's awesome dude um, and he deserves the time off but the so so you get two weeks off around like Christmas time and the business world kind of shuts down and then what happens the next week guys when they everybody comes back. They just play catch up. Oh yeah. So like nothing happens. It's like my- you just play catch up because you didn't check your email for two weeks. <laughs> You're like Austin with thirty thousand emails. <laughs> hey, the- don't sell me short. I got right oh, now. No. 58,858, wow. guys. We're almost eclipsing 60,000. Get it's, ready. It's the one tip I would give to kids coming out of out of college is don't ever take the week in between Christmas and New Year's or the week before Christmas off because you're essentially off anyway because no one's in the building. Yeah, good point. It's, it's a good point. And, Brent, I'm going to need to stop hating on my emails because my work email is like a crisp 175 right now, and I'm keeping up to date with that wow. one. That's impressive. I'm, I, I, dude, I'm making – I mean, you don't know this, but I'm making transactions. I'm CCing people. You know what CC means? <laughs> yes, I do. What, what does it mean? Uh, what does it stand copy. for? All right, lucky. I, I, I'm, lucky assuming time. You, I'm assuming you're a guy that doesn't reply all. No, no, only, yeah. when I, only when I truly have to. Only yeah. when I must be heard, but it hasn't really happened a lot. Yeah, well, 58,000 emails is something. That's impressive. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, bottom line is I have no idea if we're having a party or not. I forget where we left off. Like, I haven't heard from anybody since December 12th. Well, and it was so kind of no their, idea. I mean, when I say there, I say, like, the upper management. It was kind of their idea, right? Like, they wanted to do another party. I was surprised that we were going to do it. Like, I yeah. think we were going to try to do something and then maybe Zoom people in. Like, that might be a concept. Yeah. But it, it, it's pretty challenging, too. So, well, because here's what else is coming yeah. up on our last. Uh, I like these milestones, by the way. Like I'm big. I, I, I to me, I'm celebrating them. I didn't. Who knows? We make it two this years, far, man. Right? But you got mom we're coming up fired on, yet in your face. <laughs> yeah. The other thing we're coming up on is our 500th show later this month. Wow. Like I counted, there'll be 500 of them. Yeah. So dang, that's crazy to even hey, think about. We have survived, man. We the over under I told you on this thing was somewhere between eight and eighteen months, depending on where you had it in Vegas. Yeah. And 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 now we're cruising up toward like thirty. Hey Brent, you know what I, I wouldn't call it survival. You know what we've done? We've we've adapted. We that's, have adapted. That's what Urban Meyer does, too. Uh, we're going to take a lot, Jane, in just a moment, but real quick, because I just teased it. There was some thought about Urban Meyer and the Chargers floating in again today, according mm-hmm. to a national report. Yeah. First of all, I think it's whatever. I don't think it's happening. Um, I think it's just kind of floating out there. Why not? Uh, but I also, like, there really isn't a choice for Urban Meyer between, L- I, I think L.A. has a good job. The Chargers' job is a pretty good job. I just don't think it makes sense for Urban Meyer versus what he would have in Jacksonville. Am I am I just am I being a homer? No, I mean no. I don't think you're being a homer necessarily. Like yes, you had your quarterback in place already in Justin Herbert. That helps a little bit. But I just think like the only appeal to L.A. would be well, doesn't he live in L.A. already with Fox Sports? So like in terms of no, he just or, flies there. Man. Oh, he flies there. Yeah, okay, he, but, but he, he lives in Columbus. Okay, okay yeah. I got you. Well then, yeah, I guess you're not really missing much. I mean, maybe the weather could be a little better. It's not as much as much as humidity. But um, no, but I know you, listen. Herbert's good. 
Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence is, I'd rather, if I'm a coach, I'm going to take my chances with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. No, for sure. But keep in mind as well, like Urban Meyer, he has ties to this state. I mean, he was the coach of the Florida Gators for a while. Um, I think that he's in a market here in Florida where obviously right now I think, you know, the, the, the Bucks seem to be king. And then you have, um, the Miami Dolphins that are kind of, you know, rising a little bit. And the Jaguars are, are vying for that spot. But you have a place in LA where, I mean, the Lakers are probably king, right? I mean, the, the well, Rams are king. You're the second so, fiddle there. Yeah. So I think you're like the Jets. Ooh, you, you are the Jets. Urban, drive me the Jets. But I'll be honest, though, man. They got cool uniforms. I'm not sure if Urban Meyer's into that, but they got really cool uniforms. Yeah, Chargers uniforms are cool. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of hate for the Chargers organization. I'm just saying. No. The, but and I, what I, the biggest one is the ownership, man. The ownership has long been yeah. kind of an issue at times in, in L.A. or San Diego. Uh, that's not the belief in league circles here. You know, mm-hmm. I understand people are... Um, you know, don't love the fact that this team hasn't won a lot and they put a lot of blame on Shot Khan. But internally in the league, this is a good job because of Shot Khan. And so in an L.A. versus Jacksonville spot alone, I think the ownership would win out. I think Shot Khan would be a big uh, benefit uh, in, in the Urban Meyer sweepstakes for that. All right, uh, what about the Ben Becker sweepstakes? Let's bring him in. We had him on yesterday before the Lot J vote. Let's uh, bring him in right now. Action News Jack, CBS 47, Fox 30. He was there covering it. He gave us some great insight over the last couple of months on it. And now the reaction. How surprised were you, Ben, that Lot J failed last night? Well, considering I picked all the no votes earlier in the day, I'd say not entirely surprised about yeah, that. Good like, prognosticator. Give a pat on the back. I saw that. that. I saw that. I saw that you did that. You were still a little unsure about a couple of those swing votes, but you did say that that, that was plausible, right? Yeah. Uh, those seven people went no, although one was a swing vote. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, some of those people gave indications early on. We knew where they were going to go. Some we didn't know for sure. But, at the, but we know now, obviously, that the seven went against it, and they all had their, their reasons for doing it. And, and you could parse that whatever way you want. And I'm willing to parse it. Um, but it's um, you know it's it's dead. Lot J is dead at least for now. Yeah, and now they might move on to the shipyards. More on that maybe uh, in a bit. But I, I I texted you and you texted me and we're going back and forth a little bit. I think the mayor deserves some blame here. Uh, I said that top of the show. I, I'm I like the mayor. Uh, he's been good to me. I I don't cover him like you do, Ben. We're in a different world. The mayor doesn't but, like me as much as you, Brian. I, Trust I, me. I know that. I know that. <laughs> uh, that is for sure a thing. I I think the mayor does like me more. Um, but. I I also I can't let that blind me from the fact that I think there have been missteps uh, in their administration over the last couple of months, couple of weeks, maybe even going back a year that have created a little bit of mistrust from the JEA stuff. And I think the council brought that up. And I, I really believe that this had a little bit of political vengeance to it from the comments made by some of the no voters Um while I believe they weren't convinced it was a great deal, and that was also one of the reasons they were going to say no, I think the what their their comments were before they said no basically said, we're doing this because of the mayor. I would say this. You could say that just as much as the people who voted yes were politically motivated to say yes. You know, it's city council. Everyone's politically motivated. So whether because they like the guy or don't like the guy, everyone has their reasons for doing it. I talked to a, a council person yesterday who, trust me, they are no fan of the mayor, okay? But they voted they voted yes because they had a political reason to vote yes. Uh, and some people have political reasons to vote no, but that, co- that cuts both ways. 
And now personally, uh, you know, you have people that are both sides of the aisle, how they feel about the mayor, whether they like him or they don't like him. I think push comes to shove. You know, does it help you if everyone likes you? Yeah, uh, it certainly does. And the mayor hasn't made a lot of friends with, with some of those people. Now, out of the people who voted no, you can't say across the board they were all politically motivated and they all don't like the mayor. There's a number of them that really voted with how they felt. And he didn't wasn't able to convince them. And that's the bottom line. He was not able to convince them. The Jags were not able to convince them. And they did not go through those channels that we've talked about before of going through DIA to be able to make this deal more plausible for, for it to happen, which means making it more financially viable. There's a lot of financial issues to this deal that just were not addressed. This is a bit more hypothetical. Ben Becker with us from CBS 47, Fox 30, Action News Jacks. If that spat doesn't happen on social media a couple of weeks ago between one of the council members and the mayor, do you think it passes? Garrett Dennis and him have a long history. I don't think it took a Twitter spat on social media for for Garrett to feel any different about the mayor than he did before. Garrett Dennis already had an opinion, I'm sure, about the mayor. Uh, did it help? No. But I would believe that you know Garrett Dennis voted how he felt like he wanted to vote. And you know, remember this, he got concessions ahead of time on the Thursday meeting towards this. And you know, people forget, okay, those concessions weren't even for his own district. That was for Eastside. That's Reggie Gaffney's district. So uh, you know, he went the way he felt like it wasn't a, a good deal. And that's how the six others went. So I wouldn't say that he voted that way just because he got called out on social media. I don't think that necessarily pushed him over the edge. And pushing him over the edge was the fact that this was a deal that was not negotiated in public. It was negotiated between the administration and the team. It was not negotiated through DIA like almost every other deal is in downtown. What about the hey the scoreboard deal, the Daily's Place deal? Would would those have been different because of they're not on this scale, um, or were they voted? Uh, I'm sorry, negotiated basically with the mayor's office as well. Um, that's what I understand. Yeah, I believe that's because that's tied to the lease. And I think that's why those are negotiated in, in the manner which, in which they were negotiated. But isn't Lot J is, associated with the lease as well? Not, not my understanding because, remember, there's no lease extension tied to this. It, the, to me, my understanding is it's not. If I'm wrong on that, you can correct me. But even if it's not, even, even if they could do it, you still go through DIA to do it, especially for a project this scale. We're talking about 200 and. $33 million plus interest, putting it nearly $400 million of public money. All right, uh, one well, more for you. Okay. Um, or, and Austin might have one for yeah. you, too. But what about the shipyards now? They say, or, or let me ask you this. Somebody said, Wait, hold, hold, can, I, can I hit you on one more point on the, sure. on the investment? Because everyone likes to talk about how Shot is putting up half the money. Well, listen, the Jags never revealed their financials on this. We never learned the construction costs. They would not release that information. So, there was estimates that this was really a $250 million project, not 450. So at the end of the day, if the, if the city puts up $250 million and the Jags are there, okay, we're willing to pick up uh, half, well, it's already built, so the Jags are paying 50% of a zero. Okay? Yeah. So that's something I think has been lost on people because the financials would not be released by Cordish or the Jaguars. Uh, the one thought I had, because I've got this question, um, and and Jim on Twitter has said it, why don't they try to renegotiate this deal and just flip a vote? Uh, my thought on that, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong or your thoughts on it, but 
they've put three years of work into this, I believe, uh, in a lot, Jay. And while you could try to work that, that might be a fruitless finish line. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on trying to uh, – they were one vote short. I mean, could they right. just try to flip a vote? Right. Well, first off, um, it could be reintroduced within a year. Uh, all it takes is one person to reintroduce it. Uh, for it to be reintroduced, it has to have – it can have minor modifications, nothing major. So I don't know how minor will be defined. I don't know if the bread box becomes you know, more of a, of a grant partially, but it can be reintroduced. Um, so that is possible. And if the Jags are willing to make a concession on that, who knows what could happen. Maybe they could get a vote to flip. There are certainly flippable votes out of the seven. Um, but the Jags refused to come off the $65 million on the bread box loan, you know, interest-free 50 years. They would not move off that number. So, you know, those, those council people felt like their backs were up against the wall. Now, as far as the other thing with the shipyards, well, the shipyards, yeah, move on to that right now. But let's keep this in mind. And I did a story on this back in October. Mosh going over there, which, by the way, Shah Khan is giving $5 million to, well, part of the capital improvement for the city for, for the next four or five years is having a, uh, a city civic uh, location over there, a civic property over there that would enable them to remediate the property and spend $20 million because they have toxic issues on that land, just like they have toxic issues at Lot J. So they could be fixed of $20 million, and then Shah Khan could do his development over there with the mosh. So the mosh coming over there opens things up to spend money that has already been allocated for that, if that all makes sense. I hope I hope I explained that well. I tried my best. It is a confusing piece of land at times, no doubt about it. Austin, go ahead. Yeah, real quick. So, Ben, obviously, and listen, regardless of where you align politically, um, if you're listening to this show, I think that I would speak for most of our audience when, when I say that people want to see this city grow and they want to see development. And obviously, this Lot J deal didn't come to fruition. Now, Mark Lamping has said that they're going to pursue the shipyards. I guess... You know, if you're Shad Khan and you watched what's transpired now with the Lot J voting and you didn't really get what you wanted, what can you take away to ensure that this doesn't happen again and that you get what you, you want with the shipyards? I'm going to tell you what a member of city council told me. They said the failure of Lot J was 100% because of the Curry administration. That's their words, not mine. Mm. Next time, next negotiation is going to not involve the mayor's office. Jags handle it themselves, go through DIA, and they'll have a much easier and better time with it. It will be handled better. That was their words. Yeah, I think okay. they almost are forced to because it didn't work out the, the way things uh, shook out uh, last night with the failure of the Lot J vote. Ben Becker, Action News Jack, CBS 47, Fox 30. Thanks for jumping on with some insight, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. Uh, no wrestling, though. Yeah, what the heck, Brent? Come on, if you want to talk wrestling, you send Ben. Everybody knows that. And, and I can't even get my wrestling question in from him. Unbelievable. Sorry, I man. kind of forgot. I thought that's where you were going to go, and then you asked like a legitimate question. <laughs> Heaven forbid I take anything seriously on this show ever. I know. Sometimes I surprise you. Uh, hey, Austin. Yeah. If you had all the money in the world and you own the Jaguars mm -hmm. and they just turned you down and whatever, because at the end of the day, they still turned Shad down. I, they turned it down maybe because of the mayor's office, because of it was a they still turned down Shad. Like if I'm Shad, I'm like, they turned me down. Yeah, <laughs> right. So sure. that that's the way I'm thinking. We talked about this last week. Why not just go build your own facility for your football team and say, all right, well, when you, whenever you guys want to dance a little bit more, give me a call. But I'm going to 
spend some money on our football team and build a facility. And I'm going to buy this piece of land and do it. I understand that, Brent, but if your goal is innovation and growth, like, does that really grow the city? It helps your team that you're running, but does it help the city? Like, I, I truly think Shad Khan wants to help grow this city. I think he's taking it upon himself to be like, I want to revitalize the city. I want to be the guy that said, you know what? Jacksonville was a certain way before I got here, and after I left it, now look at flourishing. And yeah. you, you can't do that by going off on your own tangent and helping out the football team. I think you just answered it in a really good way, because I think what that answer does is show you the commitment Shad Khan has to developing downtown. True. And and I, I still think a lot of people want to make that happen. Uh, I want to see it happen, and hopefully they can reach an agreement the next time it comes about. Whoever, We don't know when that will be now. Could be... Yeah. Just push this off even longer and longer, but uh, we will well, find out. And listen, and regardless, I mean, obviously what happened happened today. I just hope, and once again, I'm not, I don't tell Shad Khan how to do anything because the guy is far more successful than I am, but hopefully we take some learning lessons from this experience and we use that to get better. Well, yeah, I think one of the learning lessons is just what Ben said. I yeah. don't think they're going to be going through the mayor's office on the next yeah. you know, negotiation. Well, so be it. So, uh, hey, we'll be back. And hey, we got about 30 minutes to get Urban Meyer hired before the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it happens. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. It's a, it's, there's three islands, and it can be very nice and lucrative, by the way. You could be a huge winner, but you could be a huge loser, too. You might not have a boat to get home. Austin Lane. Well, I like that now. I love that analogy. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Is an opportunity like this one ever going to come again? Here's what I mean by that. An organization that needs a new GM that's going to have a completely clean slate. He can come in and he can remake that place in his own image, right? You've got a ton of draft capital. Two firsts, two seconds, two fourths, two fifths, two sevenths. You have a generational quarterback prospect coming out this year in Trevor Lawrence that you're going to have the ability to draft. You have the most cap space in the league. You have patient ownership. That is Albert Breer, and I'm eating a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> See, you don't have that at the office. Just living. Uh, no, but we do have these, uh, those, what do you call those, Coos? Breda cookies? Yeah, there is it. It's not Bel. Is it Belvita? Belvita breakfast. Biscuits. Is it Belvita? Yeah. Oh, you guys love those. Hey, I mean. Blueberry ones, To no. be honest, we're kind of addicted to them, actually. Like, it's starting to be an issue. Which airline gives those out on flights now? Is it Southwest? I'm not sure. One of them does. I've yeah, had really? them on the airline, yeah. I, I had mean, to yeah, do but a... But you're probably flying first class. We can't, we can't get to that. So I had to know. do that's a... Um, yeah. I had to do that's, a, a, that's a charter jet. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a price comparison, though, because they, they upped our prices here at the vending machine. Yeah, it's messed up, man. They keep jacking those prices up, <laughs> Brent, because we keep buying them. Well, yeah, see, supply and demand. It's yeah. basically just all you, both of you. But if they do it one more time, if they, is doing some homework. If they bump it up to over a dollar for one of them, then yep. we can go to the uh, the Wawa down the street that does two for a dollar. We have it all figured out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Ah, see that? Watch your watch your step vending machine. Yep. And now, and Kuz and I, and I don't want to snitch on anybody here, but we might have had to use some intimidation tactics against some of our <laughs> other employees in the building uh, because they're fans of them, too. But we've kind of steered them clear towards the more the, the chocolate ones or the uh, cinnamon ones because the yeah. blueberries are reserved for Kuz and myself. 
See, good idea. But, I mean, you got to watch that pricing. you got to watch how many times you say no. That's my point with Sean Collins, billionaire money, you know. I mean, you, you got to be careful hey, downtown. And I'm telling you, man, if someone comes between me and these blueberry biscuits, they'll get punched in the face. It's personal, okay? Use, Politics I, are personal, and my relationship <laughs> with these Belbita blueberry biscuits well, are very personal. And I, and I tried to help you out. I used some reverse psychology. I you was did, talking man. up the cinnamon ones like oh, they were the best Brent, ones. You got no idea, colors. man. The, 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 the pyramid scheme and just like the, 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 the ins and outs, the moving and shaking, what we're doing right now. You have no idea. You're just at home eating chocolate chip cookies. Coos <laughs> and I are running this whole gambit right now. I'm just trying to figure out the difference between a loan and a grant. There you go. Uh, is uh, Oh, man, nothing new on the urban front, just to tell you, folks. <laughs> you sound so dejected. I'm telling I, you, watch AEW tonight. <clears throat> I'm telling I have so many folks that say, I, or, or that, that there's a real feeling that things would be done by now, or at least, I shouldn't say done, at least uh, maybe some reports flying, rumors flying, and there's really just not much. I mean, you know, we just heard from Albert Breer, and Breer's like an Ohio State guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and doesn't sound like too much new on that. I mean, we've heard that, you know, all the national guys we've heard. So uh, this just in, though, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence wins the Bobby Bowden Trophy, awarded to college football student-athlete of faith, and conducts himself as an example model exemplary model in classroom, on the field, on campus, and huh. in the community. So, huh. ah, future Jacksonville Jaguar, he is just... No. I mean, is there anything wrong with this guy? Should have been, been called the Tim Tebow Award, but that's cool. Um, what now? Is there anything wrong with Trevor Lawrence? I mean, this is the most like perfect individual of all time. I feel like. No, I mean, I had some notes written down. I thought I had a problem with this pregame song they listened to because you remember we've talked about this. I've done a lot of homework about Trevor Lawrence, and then I, and I've dug deep about some things. The one thing I, I couldn't come around on was his pregame song, and I can't find it right now. Um, we'll come back to that. But no, overall, man, the, listen, like this is the cool thing about it. Right, because if you're gonna get Baker Mayfield or Johnny Manziel, like yeah, you're excited, you're gonna sell tickets, you're gonna sell jerseys, all that stuff, but that comes with a caveat, right? It comes with a uh, an uber personality, let's just say. And Baker Mayfield, I think, has really shined, right? He's kind of come into his own a little bit. I feel like the off-field distractions have left him, um, and it's more about who he is on the field uh, more than off the field. Now, the commercials, I mean, let's be honest, when he's winning, the commercials are hilarious. I can't stop laughing at them. I mean, they're they're genius commercials. Uh, the, the one where he's um, frying the like the Thanksgiving stuff, the turkey, and then the big fryer, Mwah, chef's kiss. I don't know who thought about that commercial, but it's fantastic. Well, with Trevor Lawrence, like you're not getting the larger-than-life personality you're getting the larger than life talent and to me like that's the way you want it we always talk about the double standard of quarterbacks it's a real thing you you want your quarterbacks at home the whole time studying game film you don't want them out at jack's beach no disrespect to anybody out there but you don't want them out jack's beach you know gallivanting with with the town folk You, you want them focused locked and loaded ready to go not to say that's trevor lawrence's mo of being focused locked and loaded ready to go but i'm just saying I don't think he's going to be a distraction. I think he's going to be in it to win it. He's going to be a great leader. And if you're a Jaguars fan, that's what you want to see. I really do think uh, – I mean, we haven't talked a lot about Trevor Lawrence lately. We did a little bit yesterday and what kind of offense maybe an Urban Meyer would run. or um, you know, There's a lot of thought that Biennemi could be really good for him. Uh, I think Arthur Smith has proven to be good for Tannehill. People question whether it would be – you know, you're not having Derrick Henry, though, in the backfield. So I, I think uh, – it's interesting to see who matches up with Trevor the best. 
But you almost also wonder, is this guy just so good that he'll adapt to anybody? You know, we talk about Urban Meyer as the guy who could adapt. I, I don't know if he needs to be with a certain coach, certain style coach, certain personality coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and quite frankly, I don't know his high school coach very well. Uh, if he's different demeanor than Dabo or a little bit more like it, you know. So there's some of those things that we don't know about uh, Trevor Lawrence. But, man, I mean, you talk about checking boxes. We usually just check, like, height, weight, size, speed, throwing ability, you know, arm strength. You could check. You could keep going all the way to like page two, three of boxes to check, and it feels like he checks every one. I mean, so if you really start to wonder about why, or or if you kind of forgot why everybody was so, oh my gosh, they might get Trevor Lawrence. This is just another example of why. I mean, he he really is from a persona standpoint. Remember, we had Grace Rayner on last week, Mm -hmm. and she covered Clemson. And those folks that are close. So Trevor Lawrence talk about the kind of individual he is, kind of leader he is, kind of teammate he is, more so than his football prowess, which I find interesting because usually we're like, yeah, whatever, throw that stuff in, as long as he can throw a football better than anybody else, right? Yeah, for well, sure. I, th- I think that's what was a little bit lost, and, and excuse the comparison, but I think that's what a little is lost on, like, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is a brilliant player. Mm-hmm. His arm strength, his his athleticism, um, the no-look pass, yeah. right? He does stuff that people can't do. But I do think he also seems to check a lot of the off-the-field leadership, team first. I think there were even the reports when he made the half-a-billion-dollar deal at how he wanted to make sure he could craft that deal yep. so he could keep other teammates around. I mean, that's like a 24-, 25-year-old guy thinking that way. So, don't lose sight of those kind of things. I'm, I'm, I'm probably over-dramatizing the Bobby Bowden Award that Trevor Lawrence just won. But, but <laughs> hey, you take what you can get right now. Listen, I mean, we really haven't we haven't talked much Trevor in the last week. It's been all about the coaching. Yeah. And I just I, I I think we need to be reminded about just how big of a prospect this guy is. But it's not just for the on the field football stuff. And as we've seen in the Jags locker room. There's something about off the field that's important, in that locker room that's important, and especially on the quarterback position. That will be something the Jags, you really wonder if they've ever had a guy like this in that sense. Man, yeah, you know, it's just, you get this sense, and once again, like I've never talked to Trevor Lawrence personally, but like you just get this sense that the guy can't be rattled, right? Like, yeah, he's, I've seen him excited on the sidelines and celebrating as any football player should, but obviously... When we're talking about this up-and-coming season, there's going to be adversity, okay? This team's not going undefeated. This team probably is not going to go to the playoffs. We'll see. So you're going to face some adversity. And what this next year is about, like we talked about this past season, right? What was this past season about? Is Gardner Minshew the man, yes or no? Well, we answered that question. He's not the man going forward. He's going to be the backup, but he's going to be a great backup at that. To me, this year, this up-and-coming season, it's going to be the question of how does this team deal with adversity and move on? Right, Because you're starting anew. You're starting fresh. You're building a foundation. And even though you're starting fresh, you're starting new, the past will creep by you a little bit. Right, like People will still hold you accountable for things that you're not even supposed to be accountable for. For instance, the past decade of losing, some of that's going to fall on Trevor Lawrence's shoulders. Not saying he deserves it, but that's just the way the fan base is going to operate. So what I'm curious to see is, and what I think is going to happen with Trevor Lawrence, is how he responds to adversity. And if we've seen his demeanor on the sidelines at Clemson, if we heard stories even back when he was in high school, it goes to show you that this is the man for the job when it hits the fan a little bit. He's the guy that's going to keep everybody calm, collected, and able to move forward.
Yeah, I agree with you there too, and I think that is the question. That's the question I'm diving into. And by the way, it's not. It's I, he almost can give me any answer he wants, and I'm still picking him. But mm-hmm. it is the that adversity question is a real one because he won so much, and I, a lot of things have gone well. Now you could say like COVID nineteen and handle that. There's some other adversity that we don't know about, probably too. But I think you're right on that. Uh, and my guess is this guy he wants to win so bad, and and that's all he knows. That the answer to that would be kind of what you expect. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a fair question. I, I mean, I've well, only lost like six games like in his life. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and let's be honest though, Brent. Like, if we look at some of the great quarterbacks now um, of our time, like let's talk about Tom Brady. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has the State Farm commercials, you know, that Rodgers rate. But there was a time when Aaron Rodgers was first coming into the league. He's getting his first starts. He might have been the most boring interviewee ever. Right. And the same thing goes for Tom Brady. Now, eventually you gain confidence, you get used to it and you become the man. But my point is, like, they didn't start out where it was like, oh, this is a must have interview. And even with in Green Bay, when obviously it was the Brett Favre show and then he passed the torch to Aaron Rodgers, like there's stories there. Right. Like there's there's intrigue there. And Aaron Rodgers really gave you nothing. Why? Because he was just kind of this calm, cool, collected, steady type of person. And I get the sense that Trevor Lawrence is the exact same way, right? So, like, when I say comparisons with, like, Baker Mayfield, right? Baker Mayfield, his rookie year, let's be honest, he did a lot of good things. But there's the sound bites, there's him calling out the media. Like, at that time, Baker Mayfield's rookie year, I could have saw that and said, this guy's not going to pan out, right? Because he's too emotional. And and I get it. Football is a very intense, physical, and emotional uh, sport. But like I always say, you play the position that is the ultimate double standard, and you got to be the calm, cool, collected guy. So I'm not trying to compare Trevor Lawrence to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady when they first got to town, but I'm just saying I like what I'm seeing so far, even when things haven't gone his way, you know, the last press conference he took part of when they lost that game to Ohio State. All right, we're going to take a final break, uh, and we're going to keep our fingers crossed. There's like some news that breaks out in the next 15 minutes just for our show's sake, just for fun, for selfish ambition. I don't think it's going to happen, though. <laughs> well, well, uh, are, you, are, you, are you like an oatmeal raisin cookie next? You going to announce that or what? Yeah, whatever one works. Yeah. All right, so I ask you this. You think about this during the last break. Hit me with it. You know, Aaron Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy, right? I saw that. Give me, outside of Aaron Rodgers, the sports figure you would like to see host Jeopardy. Uh, current or retired, can it be as well? Doesn't matter. Sports okay. figure. So, okay. yeah, I don't care about that. So, okay. uh, when we come back. We'll have your answer. And uh, one other thought in the NFL, did Chicago make the right decision bringing those guys back, the coaches? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, they did not give them an extension. So kind of lame duck status mm-hmm. in Chicago. Is that the right move? We talk about it. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. One of my idols growing up was Alex Trebek. You know, and, and being being able to be on Jeopardy years ago, even though my wardrobe outfit was the greatest choice. No, no, it doesn't matter. Everybody's dress is very bad on that show. They're they're doing some uh, some guest hosting spots, and it's going to be released here pretty soon. But I have the opportunity to do one of those. Let's oh. go! Did you watch Ken last night? Did you watch Ken? I, no, I didn't see Ken last night. I was I was watching uh, some film and, and uh, checked in on the uh, college football championship as well for a little bit. But I'm excited about that opportunity with Jeopardy. That is Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show. And he has him on all the time. Yeah. Rodgers really good on that, man. I mean, he's that's, uh, that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> and so he's going to host Jeopardy. And the question is, who else... Could, should, would, from a sports figure standpoint, 
post Jeopardy. Would you like like I yeah. wouldn't have thought of Aaron Rodgers, you know, like that. About I like it, I don't mind it, but I, I just sure. wouldn't have gone there. I, yeah. you know, I would have probably said Peyton Manning before yeah. I would have said Aaron Rodgers. Kyle uh, Murray, yeah, <laughs> legends like that. I, I, I get it. Trevor I get Lawrence, it. I get it. All right, Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. He, he's, he's still got to prove something first, Brent. It's not gonna uh, help ourselves not here. Not to us. <laughs> Urban Meyer. <laughs> um, none of the council members. <laughs> no, none of the council members, man. Nobody gets invited. No one gets that invite. Um, anyway, so I've got a list of odds, but I want to just get your thoughts first. Who, who right. would you? So, so, so to me, uh, two guys stick out in the realm of football. One retired, one still currently playing. The retired guy, and I just say this from a brand, and I say this because I was so impressed with how he acted in the new season of Westworld, Marshawn Lynch. Because I, because obviously you got the preconceived notions of Marshawn Lynch, very quiet dude, keeps to himself. But then he was in this TV show called Westworld, the last season, and he acted his butt off, man. Like it, it, it was good. It was really good. And I just think him being the character that he is, he would have fun with it. So I'm Marshawn Lynch, by the way, plus sixty six hundred to oh, be the so, next guy. So he's on the board already. Yep. All right. So then check this out. The other guy I gotta go with, just because. And listen. He is the rare combination of smarts and personality and sense of humor. I'm not sure if you watched the new Ken Jennings show, The Chase, where it's like the past three Jeopardy contestants. Yeah, um, I seen it. It's hey, it's horrible. Okay, I'm <laughs> gonna It's it, it's so bad because like it kind of showcases the personality a little bit. And spoiler alert. Like, the, probably the three smartest guys in the entire world don't have the best sense of humor. Go figure. But I think. Not shocking. Yeah, but I think Ryan Fitzpatrick would be fantastic on oh, it. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. That's a, that's a good call. Is he on my list? Oh, he is. He's plus 500. Oh! I mean. That's good. Let's go then. That's good. Yeah. Hey, uh, so here's a couple of. Why is Heinz Ward plus 300? He's the odds on favorite. What? What is he up to right now? Is he. Is he I'm. I'm looking on Twitter. Is he right on now? some reality show or something? I mean, wh- why is his name? Why would that be appealing? Uh, I have no idea, man. I mean, I haven't heard of Heinz Ward in forever. Tell you the truth, I don't get it. Well, Tony Romo's the next, and then it's Man, Manning, Ryan sense. Fitzpatrick, Richard Sherman plus eight hundred, Baker Mayfield plus a thousand, Drew Brees, Phil Simms, Alex Smith on here, Terry Bradshaw, Dan Fouts, Dan Fouts, Dan Fouts. God, I didn't even know anything about the Jaguars. They told me that one time when I interviewed them. Uh, Eli Manning, Mark Rippin. Mark Rippin? Where are these guys coming? Why? Am I missing something here? Am I in there? If Mark Rippin's in there, i got to be on that list. <laughs> Andrew Where am Luck? I at? Andrew Luck could be. That'd be a great, that's, like, that's hey, not what's bad. It? where's Stanford Andrew Luck grad. been, right? Yeah, Stanford Boom. grad, too. Mm-hmm. That'd be O.J. Simpson is plus 7,500. Hey, everybody relax. Hey, how about Kyrie Irving? <laughs> This this was all NFL based. Well, no, I hear you. It's plus, LeBron James. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're not buying into the whole, you know, if you're buying into the whole flat Earth thing, not sure if hosting Jeopardy is the best avenue for you. Let's just say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the hey, real quick, are you surprised Chicago's bringing Nagy back and and uh, Pace? <sighs> Yeah, Pace, uh, yeah, 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 Ryan Pace. Yeah, you know what it kind of seems like to me? It seems like the, the, the Jaguars uh, of two years ago, basically, yeah. where they're trying to make this more appealing because I, I don't see those guys retaining their job, especially with what they have right now. Yes, I understand Mitch Trubisky just won the MVP, Nickelodeon <laughs> Most Valuable Player, but there has to be more to it than that, man. I, just, I feel like what they have right now, they're not going to be successful. All right, hey, uh, one more theory, okay, on – Next head coach, whether it's Urban Meyer or not. Mm. Are the Jags the Jags going to get in an interesting time here? If they don't have like a news conference about this on Thursday or Friday, 
Well, then you go to the weekend, and you're not going to do it then because the NFL's playing. Sure. And you're not going to do it Monday, most likely, I think, because of Martin Luther King Day. I don't think you would. Tuesday's an opening, but then Wednesday's the inauguration. So, like, if they don't have a press conference right now, we don't even know of anything, so I doubt tomorrow's a press conference. If it doesn't happen Friday, I guess Tuesday would be an option. Mm-hmm. But it might not have this thing nailed down for another week. Don't say that, Brent. Don't. See, why are you putting those kind of energies and those vibes out there in the universe? Well, that will give you time to break down the whole James Harden trade. That's a good point. Yeah, tune in tomorrow, everybody. Hey, I'm just saying, you better hope that everybody does not get revealed on AEW. That's all I'm going to say. I, 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 hey, I understand it's like a one in a million chance, but if he does, I'm telling you right now, Brent Martineau, I will be insufferable tomorrow. Just hey. go ahead and sleep in. Don't even show up tomorrow. Live, local, loud coming up next on ESPN 690. I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47, Fox 30. Thanks for the Lot J discussion. If you missed any of it, check out the podcast, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Have a good night.